Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So, once again, if you're familiar with it, Jesus tells his disciples, when they say, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? John the Baptist, he taught his disciples how to pray, and they have a, a prayer, and we'd like a prayer. How do, how do we go about praying? And so Jesus says, well, when you pray, when you talk to God, I, I, here's, a, here's a framework, here's a model, not a prayer that you have to pray word for word each time uh, you pray, but here's a, here's a model, and the model looks like this. Pray our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed is your name, and your kingdom come here. Your will be done on earth, right here in this place, as it is in heaven. And then ask God, give us today our daily bread, provide for us, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven those who are in debt to us. Now, I want to start tonight by saying to you, uh, there's more to the prayer, but we'll get to that next week. That however, wherever you come in tonight, wherever you come in this evening, I would say to you, church, you are forgiven. God the Father, through Jesus the Son, the power of the Spirit, has forgiven you. You are forgiven. To take that a step further, I would suggest that the entire planet Every man, every woman, every child on the planet today is forgiven. Is forgiven. Because when Jesus Christ goes to the cross and he, he stretches out his arms and, and he actually allows humanity to exercise their wrath upon him and he absorbs evil, he absorbs darkness. He absorbs death. He takes it on himself. He goes to the grave. Three days later, he comes back from the dead. And the first thing that Jesus does is he says, peace be with you. <laughs> now, if I was a god and some people killed me <laughs> and then I came back from the dead, I, I think it's safe to say that my first words would probably not be peace be with you. Would you agree with that? I mean, if, if, if you had, if you were some type of a God, and I mean, what, why? Because we, we live according to this system that desires vengeance, that desires revenge, that desires an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And so I got a, I got a feeling that if I were to come back, I would say something quite different than peace be with you. I would say you should probably run and hide. I'll give you a three-second head start, you know, or something to that effect. But Jesus comes back and says, peace be with you. Romans 5.8 says that while we were still in our sin, while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. Christ has died. Christ has come back from the dead. And Christ has wiped out darkness. He has, he has conquered darkness. He has conquered death. He has conquered sin. He has forgiven all of creation. The invitation now and this is where your mind might be going, oh, wait, wait, wait. The invitation now is to walk in it. That's the invitation. The invitation is to walk in this life that Christ has died to give us. That's the invitation. A few years ago, I had a, I had a friend who called me uh, early in the morning, and he said, I, I, I need to talk to you. I'm on my way to, to, uh, I'm on my way to the lawyer's office right now. 
And I'm wondering if you can get together with me for lunch after I leave the lawyer's office. And I said, what, what, is, what is going on? Why are you on your way to the lawyer's office? He says, I caught her last night cheating on me. And I'm headed straight to the office to file for a divorce. And I said, when, when did you find this out? When, when did you catch her? He says, this morning. And I said, so, I mean, literally just in these, in these minutes, I said, listen, don't go to the lawyer's office. Meet me first. Let's go. Let's go to the coffee house and let's, let's drink a cup of coffee and let's just let's see what the Spirit of God is, is saying here. And we sit down to get coffee. He's been married for, I think at the time, 15, 16 years. Kids, small kids. And he sits down at the table and I said, listen, I said, you can go to the lawyer's office. You can file for divorce. You can walk this whole path. I said, but I've got to know, is that what you really want? He says, no, that's not what I want, but I don't know what else to do. And I said, what do you want? What do you really want? He says, I want her to come to me and to say, I am sorry. And I know that I have put our marriage, uh, I, I've, I've put an end to our marriage. I know that I've ruined you. I know that I've ruined the kids. I know that I've ruined anything good that we had. I am sorry. And I'm begging you, would you forgive me? I said, oh, that's what you'd like to hear her say. And if she said that by chance, which I'm doubtful, I said, what would you say? And he said, I would say I forgive you because I love her that much. Because I love her that much. I said, well, in that case, why don't you skip the lawyer's office, go home, kick her out, and give it a few days to see if she reaches that, reaches that place. So you know what he did? He went home, he kicked her out, and about a week later, she came to that place, truly to that place, with this heart of repentance. And, and he told me, he said, I need more than words. I need, I, need, I need something to back it up. But she came, and you know what? This was, this was years ago now, and today they are still married together. Their marriage is better than it's ever been. I'm, I'm friends with these people, and it's better than it's ever been. Here's the interesting thing that I, I was blown away by this whole thing. But you see, he, in his heart, he had already forgiven her. He had already forgiven her. He wanted her to want it. He wanted her to walk in it. He wanted her. He wasn't going to force her. He wasn't forcing her to come home. He couldn't even. He wanted her to want it. So I, I would suggest that perhaps the Christian gospel, the word gospel means good news, the Christian gospel could, could truly almost be summed up in one word. And I would suggest that that word is forgiveness. The Christian gospel could be summed up, perhaps, in this one word, forgiveness. Because forgiveness is God's gift to us. And then, forgiveness is our responsibility to others. This is a really tricky teaching tonight. Um, I've, I've been stumped all week. <laughs> In the book of Matthew, Matthew uses the word debts. So he says, when he gives the Lord's Prayer, and you, you, as you read the scriptures, you start to see these kinds of, some, uh, these inconsistencies of sorts. And it's, it's a little 
confusing uh, and baffling. And, and so that's why, you know, just reading the scriptures, sometimes you, there's, there's, you need to add commentary and study and, 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 and participate in teachings like this so that we can start to unpack certain things. But in the book of Matthew, Jesus uses the word debts. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven those who are in debt to us. See, Luke... In the book of Luke, he, uh, he has the word sins in Jesus's, on Jesus' lips. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So for the purpose of where we've been, we're, we're going to stick with, with Matthew for now. And we're going to look at this, this thought of debt. Because a debt, we know debt as a financial thing. You know, it's, a, it's this, you know, if I'm in debt to uh, Amanda, it's more than likely what we're talking about is I owe Amanda, you know, $2.50, or, or hopefully that's all, but, but something to that effect. But basically, a debt is a failure to pay, or just, we could stop it as a failure. So one of the ways we could look at this is that Jesus is saying, when you pray, ask God, forgive us our failures. Forgive us our failures. Now, here's the most amazing thing in my mind about this. Jesus actually teaches us to ask God for forgiveness. Jesus actually, uh, show us how to pray. It's almost like he's, he's telling us, when you pray, ask God for forgiveness. When you stand before God, and, and you're actually saying, hey God, listen, this is basically what you're doing. Paraphrase, Brian, but hey God, here's the deal. I have failed you. I have sinned against you. I have, I have done things that, that go against you. I have taken myself out of the life that you desire to give to me. And here's what I'm doing. I'm asking you, would you overlook it? Would you, would you pass on it? Would you give me a pass? Would you forgive me for that? Would you let it go? Now, how often do you actually do that with other people? Like, if Stuart wrongs me, and so Stuart and I are, are in, a, in a thing together, and Stuart wrongs me, I, I can honestly tell you that I've never in my life gone up to the person who wronged me, and I, I go up, it'd be like me going up to Stuart and saying, Stuart, ask me to forgive you. Like, just, just repent and ask me to forgive you. Like, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit, Stuart, to forgive you. Just ask. No, I can't. Just ask. Like, just do it. You know, you owe me, you owe me $5,000, Stuart. Just ask me to forgive the debt. Just, just ask. Like, that's crazy. Now, it might be less crazy for Stuart to say, please, 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 please forgive the debt. But what if I actually said, you owe me five grand, just ask. Just take a, take a wild chance here and just ask me to forgive it. Would he say, well, please, 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 No, he would say, okay, well, I am sorry, and I can't repay it. Would you, would you forgive the debt? Yes, I will. Thanks for asking. <laughs> glad, you, glad you came into this. Glad you wanted to walk in this. That's what Jesus is doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally mind-blowing. <laughs> when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, talk, talk to God, understanding that God is the king of the universe and that God is in charge. Okay, our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name, hallowed is your name, which means, once again, listen, uh, God is beautiful and merciful and gracious and mighty and just. And so by saying, hallowed be your name, you are saying to God, listen, I want to be a representation of all that you are. May I not defame your name. Hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. The things that happen in heaven when it comes to kindness and beauty and grace and mercy and forgiveness and all these things, let those things take place here in my life, in our community of faith, on the planet. Give us this day our daily bread. Like Jesus is bringing this thing down to like this humanly earthy kind of thing. You can't live a human life without bread, correct? What happens if you don't have bread? Food. You what? You die. I mean, like, if we don't eat, we die. And so Jesus says, ask me for, ask, ask for provision. Like, this is not just some, like, esoteric, spiritual, ooh, kind of prayer. Like, this is, this is, like, nitty-gritty. Like, Jesus says, listen, ask, ask, ask for, I touched this one now, but, you know, ask for bread. Like, this is earthy. Like, this is, I, 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 I love you. I care about you. Ask. And then, it's this one right here, okay. And then, come before God and say, and God, while we're at it, while you're, while you're giving good things, I also ask that you would forgive me. Forgive me my failures. Forgive me where I've, where I've, I've walked away. Now listen, uh, this is so important. This is not about making marks with God. Well, today I did six good things and three bad things, so now I need to ask forgiveness for the three bad things so that God doesn't hold those things against me so that tomorrow I have a better day. No, it's not like that at all. Because that is working your way into the kingdom. It's more like this. Jesus says, I desire life for you. And when you choose to do things or to think things or to go certain ways that are outside of the beautiful design that I have for you, what it does is it robs you of the life that I am inviting you into. And so to ask for forgiveness is to simply repent. It's to say, you know what, Jesus? I have walked different from the path that you've invited me into. It's not, it's not a good path. Would you forgive me for that? I repent. I turn away from that. That I might walk in, in what you've invited me into. This is what Jesus is saying to us, ask for forgiveness. Ask God. To, resp- to ask for forgiveness is to respond to God's love. That's what we're doing. And it's to walk into the life that Jesus invites us into. But then there's this weird thing that happens uh, for us. Because he says, forgive us our failures as we have also forgiven those who have failed us. And then I go, ugh. Like, this is kind of, this is where it gets a little sticky. So, pop quiz. Has anyone ever failed you? Everybody should get an A. Okay. Uh, Has anyone ever failed you? A friend? A spouse? An ex-spouse? A boss? An employee? A co-worker? A parent? A child, a coach, a pastor. Has anyone ever failed you? And so we all say, yeah, 
Yes, 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 yes. More than one person, more than one time. People have failed me. And this is kind of, this is the part that, that I'm trying to wrap my head around, but this is where the rubber hits the road. Because to add to it, let's go a step further. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, our deaths, our failures, as we forgive those who have failed us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then, check this out. As if it wasn't already hard enough. And then Jesus says, after that, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. To which I go, I don't get it. Because I thought there was nothing we could do to earn this forgiveness. I thought, like, now it sounds like I have to forgive that person if God's going to forgive me. And I've, I've tried, I've worked my way through this all week long. I've tried to find multiple ways around this. Uh, I've talked to other friends of mine who, are, uh, who study the scriptures regularly, and we're all just kind of left going like, because the truth of the matter is, forgiving other people is really hard. It's just really hard. So hang on and listen here so that we, we, we don't miss each other just in these next few minutes as we, as we talk about this. Because... There's not, there's not a way around it. There's not, I didn't find the special loophole, sorry. But I, but I do think that I have a little bit of insight. And here's what I'd say to you also. This is in Matthew chapter 6. If you go this week and you pull out material and you're able to study this and you have some insight into this and, and, and you think it even differs slightly with what I've come up with, email me. Let's talk about it. I, I would love to do that. So if that's your thing, go, go, go do it. When I give my boys freedom, new freedom, I have this saying that my dad taught me. I always tell the boys, listen, boys, with freedom comes responsibility. With more freedom in your life, son, comes more responsibility. So if I'm going to let you stay at home alone, that comes with greater responsibility. The first time you choose to leave the house when I tell you you're not supposed to and you're not responsible, you're going to lose some of that freedom. I'm going to let you have this iPod, and you can text your friends, but you know what? There comes more responsibility. You may not do X, Y, or Z with this iPod. One day they will drive, I think like when they're 22 or 23, and I will say, now that you drive, you have this freedom. But you must understand that with this freedom comes responsibility. With freedom comes responsibility. And so it seems that in the kingdom of God and as kingdom people, when we experience the freedom that Christ gives to us by forgiving us of our sins, you see, because when Christ forgives us, which he has, there's something beautiful that comes along with it. We are set free from having to live under shame. We are set free from from these feelings of living under shame. Guilt. We are set free to live into the life that Jesus has invited us into. There is freedom there. But along with this freedom comes responsibility as kingdom people. The freedom to be free from guilt, the freedom to be free from shame, so it seems that now God desires and even commands more responsibility on our part that we would share this good gift. 
I bring you into this freedom. And I want you to reciprocate this. I want you to represent my good love and my mercy. I want you to move about in this. Now, I will say this. This is where the, the, some of the fuzziness comes in. There's a distinction. Jesus uses the word debt in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our failures as we forgive those who have failed us. Then he goes in that next passage, he says, Therefore, anyone who does not forgive others of their sins, God will not forgive you of your sins. He uses two different words uh, in the Greek text. The first word, and I'm not going to tell you the Greek stuff because I don't know how to pronounce it. But the first word, and in, in when he says debts, it, it, it's the word that means our failures. You forgiving us our failures. Failures are, are they're, they're, uh, best um, scholars are showing is that there, it's, this, it's this deep, uh, kind of this, this malicious intent of the heart against God. Whether we know it or not, it's, it's, this, it's this thing where we have kinda, we've kind of built up this, these walls against God. But then this word that he uses for sins, a little bit lower, uh, it's, the word simply means mistakes. So it seems that Jesus is actually drawing this, this distinction. He's like, listen, there, there, are these, there are these certain things where people in your life are going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes against you, and I want you to forgive people. I want you to forgive. I want you to be a person that's growing in this, that's moving in this. What that tells me is that God does desire, Jesus desires, Spirit desires, that we would be a people who are maturing and growing even into this. You see, when someone is intentionally, deceitfully, uh, maliciously, I don't know the next word I'm looking for, but when they do those things against you, with malice in their heart, I do think that that is a slower, harder forgiveness process. It just is. Than the person who, I, I mean, we can make it super, super light, cut us off in traffic. I mean, it's just, it, we've got, we're dealing with two different things. And I think Jesus is, is making this point here. He's saying, listen, your Father in heaven has forgiven you for the deepest most malicious, most deceitful things that could ever be forgiven. And what I'm asking you is to start walking in this, start forgiving people's mistakes. And know that in your life, and I want you to hear this because some of us in the room have been hurt so deeply. I mean, even now you're going like, oh crap, because if I have to forgive that deepest, most, uh, most painful thing in my life in order to receive God's forgiveness. I don't know if I can do it. And I would say, I don't know if you can do it either. Because I don't, I don't know if I can do it. And what I think Jesus is saying here is, listen, you come before God and you ask God, you, you, you lay it all out and God, you lay it all out, all of your stuff and ask for forgiveness. And when you walk away from this, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start practicing. Practicing walking in forgiveness. And there are certain hurts and pains that have been so deep in you that I believe with all my heart that over time, so don't, you can't leave here feeling guilty tonight about not being able to forgive somebody. Everybody, everybody nod. 
Because that's not what we're talking about. But I believe that over time, the Spirit of God desires deeply to bring you to a place where we come more and more in tune with what God is doing and has done for us, that we might be able to move in more freedom and even, even release others and forgive others for the most malicious things maybe they've ever done to us. Even without them asking, perhaps. One ancient church father says that to truly ask God for forgiveness as a great benefit and then to deny forgiveness to others, it's really to mock God. And so this ancient church father's encouragement is grow. Grow. Mature. Press in. Don't give up. Don't give up on this. Jesus understands the hurt. Jesus desires, ultimately, that you would experience freedom from that. Receive forgiveness and begin to grow and mature as you press in to forgiving others. So how does all this play into our prayer life? Well, as we get ready to share communion together, this this is how I think it works. I think Jesus is inviting us to put our, put our life in the balance. And again, remember, we're not talking about put our life in the balance. You know, Are we, are we good with God today or are we not good with God today? No, I, like, you have been forgiven. Remember how we started church. You've been forgiven. What that means, and we could do a whole message on this, what that means is you are standing right with God right here today. Yeah, but, you know, I, I committed some type of, whatever, uh, moral failure on my way over here today, and I haven't repented of it yet. You still are standing in right standing with God the Father right here and right now. Okay? Like, when, that's a whole deeper thing, but that, that part's done. So this is not putting our life in the balance of trying to figure out, is God happy with me today or is God mad at me today? Is God happy with me today? Does God love me today? Does God hate me today? Is God, you know, like, hey, Brian, you're doing kind of okay, but you're, no, it's more like put your life in the balance and say, Spirit of God, where am I missing the kingdom? Like, where am I not walking in some of the freedom and the beauty that, that you are offering to me? And wherever it is, I... You know what? I repent. I'm sorry. I want to walk in that. Would you forgive me my sins as I turn and forgive those who have sinned against me? So practically, how does that work? Well, I think it's like, I think it's just like that. When we pray. And again, we've been talking over the last couple of weeks about, about giving ourselves some time just every so often. I don't know. I don't know. Two minutes. Five minutes. Ten minutes. An hour. I, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I don't think... I don't think God cares. I think it matters for you in your own formation and movements with the Spirit. But part of that praying process is, I'm putting my life kind of before you, God. Where am I missing it? And I invite you to show me that I might repent, that I might say, forgive me, ask, and that I might walk in more of the life that you've offered to me. So tonight, what I'd like to do is I'm going to pick the guitar back up, and I'd like for us to share communion together. 
And this evening, here's how I, I, I want to do this. Um, as I pick up the guitar, normally when I start singing, we, we flood to the table. But I'd like to do it a little bit differently tonight. When we start singing, I would like for you to use that as a moment of reflection. And maybe for you, it's, it's doing something with the Holy Spirit and just asking the Spirit of God, are, are there places where maybe I, are there places of repentance or are there places where I need forgiveness or where, are there places where I'm missing more of the beauty of the kingdom life that, that you might be inviting me into? Secondly, are there people that you just, you're, you just got them by the neck, it's an imaginary neck, but you just like to, you know, beat the mess out of them every so often, you know, and then you put them back in the cage and lock it and just, and then they take you off again, so you open the cage and you pull them back out and you beat the mess out of them. And you know, see, that's not forgiveness. And so maybe the Spirit of God says, hey, you know what, let's talk about Joe that's in the cage because it, it might be time to give him wings pretty soon. But you know what, I'll tell you this. The Spirit of God starts to bring you to this place. You start to practice praying for Joe instead of beating the mess out of Joe. You're going to start to find freedom. Oh, but I don't want to do that. Well, okay, I, I get it. Let's just start the conversation. Let's start the conversation with the Spirit of God. And then as you feel in this, in this song, as you feel like there's been some reflection and some movement, then I invite you to come to the table. Once again, our table is open to everyone. If you're here tonight, the table's open to you. If you do not want to receive communion, nobody's going to look at you funny. Just stay in your seat. It's totally cool with us. Uh, our table is made up of bricks, and it's made up of boards, and there's a lot of writing on that table. That writing represents us at Mid-City Vineyard. Uh, that writing represents our fears. It represents our failures. It represents our struggles. It represents our addictions. It represents who we are. It represents our political affiliations, because we understand at Mid-City Vineyard that all of that stuff pales in comparison to who we are as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And therefore, we have brought our stuff to the table, and we have said, hey, look, uh, I'm addicted to alcohol, but it's not what defines me in this community. Jesus Christ is who defines me. Hey, look, I'm a Republican, but that does not define me because I can be in community with Democrats and Libertarians and green people because we're all in this kingdom thing together. That's our identity before any of this other stuff. So that's what you see on the table if this is your first time with us. And if you want to bring something to the table, there are markers and you can bring it and you can write it down. So why don't, we, why don't we stand, and here's how we'll do it. We, we start standing, we start with the song, and we start with reflection. I'm going to close my eyes, and then you can sit, because I won't know. And uh, we'll just move through this. Sean, I'll go back to this mic.